Welcome to the Old Soul, New Soul Astrology Podcast with Robert Glasscock. Thomas Miller here. We're going to be talking about empty houses. Robert, crisis, crisis. I don't have any planets in my fifth house. What do I do? Oh, no. Oh, no. (laughs) What do we do? And by the way, there is a chart that we reference that's in the show notes. Robert. Everybody has empty houses, for starters. There are only 10 symbols for the planets and the sun, the moon, and so on. There are 12 houses. So everybody has an empty house. It doesn't mean that nothing goes on with relationship to that house. It just means that the house, empty house matters are ruled by the sign on that cusp. So if you have, let's say, cancer on your fourth cusp, and but you have no planets in that house, The sign of cancer on the fourth cusp means that everything concerned with home and family and property and real estate and the foundational security of your life, all of those things, are ruled by the moon. And then you look to see where is the moon, because the location of the ruler of cancer, in this case, will tell you by house and sign the matters that dominate the the empty fourth house. I'm thinking, I'm looking at a chart right now, which has Cancer on the fourth and the moon in Taurus in the third house, excuse me, in the second house, which says that home and family are very much governed by the moon in Taurus, which is the money sign, so that finances become paramount for that particular, and finances are for some people paramount for other people, and we know them, we see them. Money is not so important to them, and they may not live a particularly secure financial life, but they can be happy as all get out living that kind of life. So it doesn't necessarily mean um, poverty, uh, but it. so the empty house is ruled by the planet that rules the sign on its cusp, which means that all of those house matters, in this case the fourth house, are sort of subjugated to the moon in Taurus in the second, which means money. So that financial matters. So this implies you better find a good job to support this family that you're thinking about raising. That sort of thing. That financial problems or financial well-being, rather, will always govern your domestic life. So if you're if you're short of money, and this sounds like it's going to apply to everybody, it doesn't equally. I have known people in my life who are so poor that their utilities have been cut off. And yet, they're very happy. They come out of maybe a really tough background. And yet, they have a very close-knit family. They they make their own toys, that sort of thing, so that their experience of family, even though they may be lacking funds, is still a happy one. And yet, for other people, it would not be. But in any case, that's how you treat empty houses. You look to see the ruler, the sign on the cusp, because that sign will tell you the sort of scripting for matters related to that house. And then you look to see where's the ruler of that empty house. And then you begin to bring in some other elements that affect those house matters. So that's really all empty houses mean. It's not that that you don't have experiences in those areas of life, but they are governed by uh, the planet that rules the sign on the cusp, and therefore they're going to be governed by other matters, in this case financial ones, that absolutely directly affect um, their their home and family. And this chart I'm looking at here, that's actually pretty good. We'll put this chart in the show notes. It's actually the day that Mars enters Cancer. So it's like <laughs> you get a double bonus there. But 
one of the questions that I know people ask a lot is, if the house is empty, does that mean that that area of my life is less amplified by energy? No. No, it still is amplified by energy, but it's amplified by the energy of the planetary ruler of the empty house. So it still has energy. You know, in the same chart that we're looking at, for example, the fifth house in this chart is Leo. And the fifth house is children and creativity, among other things. But it's an empty house. And yet it's ruled by the sun. Well, I know, for example, if this were a natal chart, I know that Leo is a semi-barren or semi-fruitful sign, all right? But semi. Uh, so that with Leo on the fifth already, if this were a natal chart, I would want to be exploring, well, is there are there any indications in here of difficult childbirths or... Um, even something like a miscarriage or something, you'd want to know. And then, then you'd look to see an empty house, fifth house, empty house, Leo on the cusp. The sun is in Aries. That's another one. Aries is traditionally a barren sign. I, Aries people have children all the time, obviously. Nonetheless, though, in this chart, children and creativity are both ruled by the sun. So that's the energy that rules that empty fifth house. Does that make sense? Yes, totally. And so, it rules okay. it equally as if you had planets in there. Not really. Okay, drill Not down really. drill down uh, on that for us. Because right. that's if what you, I think people get concerned about. Okay, here's the difference. If you have the sun in the fifth house, then you have the life force, the sun, directly in the house of creativity and children and that is a direct expression of your own creative needs to both have children and that can be either children literal children or figurative children through creative projects and so on but there the sun is in the house so the life force directly throw, flows through your fifth house with the sun in that house in this case it's not in the fifth house it's in the person's 12th house a, a house of loss and sorrow so automatically now you've got two or three different indications that this person let's say it's a woman uh is likely to have experienced the loss of a, a, a miscarriage an abortion or even the loss of a child or difficulty in having children at all just from those indications. But see the difference. The sun in the in an empty fifth house like this, there's nothing there. But it's ruled by Leo and the sun. And the sun in this chart is located in the twelfth house of secret sorrow. So you would begin to want to know about children and childbirth in this in this woman's chart. This is a much less propitious chart for having children than if her son had been in the fifth house as opposed to being over in the twelfth. See what I mean? Yeah, yeah, definitely. Okay, okay. definitely. <laughs> the, well, it's all the, this is where you bring everything in the chart together. And let me just make a, an unabashed plug. If you're wanting to learn astrology, and this is something that you haven't gone to this level and you don't have the base, I created something that is on the funastrology.com website that can help you with that. It's the Fun Astrology 101 course, and it at least gets you conversant so that if you don't know how to do what Robert was just doing of synthesizing these different areas, it will help get you there. 
I'm not going to let him know this, but I kind of have a vision one day that Robert might be a contributing editor to that course as we expand it out. But we, we won't let him know that. <laughs> we have our own special announcement that's going to be released in a podcast coming up soon about a course that we are doing, and that is going to be on horary astrology. But we'll talk about that in the future. All right, this has been great. Thank you so much, Robert, for the full explanation. And, you know, he's done about 60,000 readings, so he's seen this a lot. And this is the basic deal as you go to the ruler planet, as he just told us. The chart that we were talking about will be in the show notes. Also, just mentioning this because it would really help the podcast. If you listen on an Apple device, leave us a good review if you like what we're doing around here. It would help others because they'll find the podcast, too. The show notes are the reservoir of everything else you need to know about what we've got going on around here. Also, the link for Robert's readings. Thank you so much for listening. We'll see you next time on Old Soul, New Soul Astrology Podcast with Robert Glasscock. Glasscock.